Marquette, Devon, Burton, the saint and the sinner. Giving you lessons from a pimp. Today, saints, we have the most critical topic of should you treat your current girlfriend better than her ex treated her? The short answer is hell nah. Why is that? You might be at home saying to yourself, Marquette, are we not saintly? Should we not treat people well? Well, following that three-sentence Bible, be yourself, be your, be good to yourself and be good to good people. If she's a good person, absolutely, you should be good to her. But you should treat one according to their merit. And that is so important for the life of your relationship because if you treat her better than she actually is, you will be at a disadvantage, and I will explain why. If you treat her better than her ex treated her, you will be played for a fool, and you will not have longevity with that woman. She will eventually, after mistreating you for a time, get rid of you or cheat on you or do something that expresses her disdain for you and that low position you chose to inhabit. So let me start from the very beginning, saints. The first step is for you to come to an understanding of this woman. And the way that you best come to an understanding of her is engaging the Dr. Phil process and particularly with questions about her ex-boyfriend. In learning about her ex-boyfriend, hearing these stories, you begin to learn about that woman. And in learning about that woman, now you have knowledge on how to deal with her how to influence her. But more importantly, you understand her standards and her tolerance level, meaning what she will tolerate from you. Now consider this. If her ex-boyfriend did her dirty, did her dirty, and then you come along and you're being the nice guy, well, do you think she's really going to appreciate that? She's going to appreciate that you're a good guy? No, she's not because... If her standards allowed her to tolerate very low behavior from her ex, and then you treat her better than she herself expects, then she looks at you as a fool. Why? Because she views herself as having low value, but you're treating her as though she has high value, which is to say she believes herself to be a Toyota, yet you are paying the Rolls Royce price. And she would look at you as a fool, as a non-savvy businessman. Guy who doesn't know what he's doing. He's paying a Rolls Royce price for a Toyota. And in her looking at you like a fool, her respect for you degrades. Huh? You might say, gee, Mark, but that sounds pretty disappointing. But, well, that's the truth of the matter, saints. Now, consider this metaphor, saints. The woman is both the car and the car salesman. I repeat, the woman is both the car and the car salesperson, which is to say, when you come in, she's going to ask a certain price of you for you to have this car. Same as when her ex came in, she asked a certain price of him to have that same car. Now consider this. It's the same car, right? When the ex encountered the car, it was newer than when you encountered the car. So she told him, this car is $100,000. Oh, 
Okay, then you come in later. Now you're purchasing a pre-owned car. Would it make sense for you to pay $100,000 for the same car? No, because once it drives off the lot, a car loses value. Once it has miles on it, a car loses value. Huh? So you should not pay as much as he paid. That would not be fair or proper. And certainly you should not pay more than he paid for you would be a fool to do so. And she would look at you as such. But here's the thing. In a capitalist economy, the salesperson is always trying to get the consumer to pay the highest price possible. It's their job. It's her job to get you to do as much as possible. Nice dates, fancy restaurants, everything. And it's your responsibility, saints, as a wise man, as a businessman, as a leader, to set her straight and let her know what your standards are, what you will tolerate, and how the dynamic of the relationship will proceed. And it will proceed down the path of righteousness if you have been following this ism. You did. Because you would be lost and you would be not following the straight path if you allowed her to charge you 100000 for that used, pre-owned Toyota that she is. Huh? Let us get back to this Kobe beef of gang, you're Now, what you want to do is engage the female with a number of questions, all of which should be casual and cavalier about her ex. Why'd your last relationship end? Or what would your ex say about you? And listen attentively, and the great thing about these questions is that women will speak almost endlessly if you are a calm, intent listener. And this is a great topic for them because you're not asking them about something they're unfamiliar with. And you're also inquiring about something that's deeply emotional. So they'll very much so engage in the topic. And you should be a keen listener and student. And as they share all this information, you should not only listen to what they say, but also how they say. So, for example, if someone was to drag their ex through the dirt and say he was such a bad guy, he was a criminal, he was on probation, he had an ankle monitor, he was unemployed, he was a low, low, low person. Well, then you should ask yourself, well, if he was so low, why were you with him? Well, don't ask her that, but in your head, you should say, well, why were you with him if he was such a low guy? Because birds of a feather flock together, and if you would stoop that low to deal with a common criminal, well, says a lot about you, love. And as a man, in your head, you should categorize that woman as limited association, which is to say a side girl, a jump off, a doorknob, something that you'll use and abuse and then lose or get about her. You heard me? Because here's the thing. Women are hypergamous. So generally, they try to go up in status. So if she's dealing with criminals, imagine how low she views herself. So if you're a man of true value, you dealing with her, well... You're going to have a hard, hard time with her if you're a man of true value. Because in her mind, she's going to categorize you with those other scumbags she's dealt with. And why is that? Well, she's going to categorize you with them because, well, you must be like them if you're dealing with her. Huh? In her psychology, she has to drag you down to their level. Because you wouldn't deal with her if she wasn't worthy of you. Huh? Huh? So you have to take that into mind. If she has been dealing with scumbags, surely she does not have a bright future with you. Huh? Now, carrying on. Understand this, saints. Let me give you a few rules, things you should never do for a variety of reasons. Rule number one, do not insult your ex, though she may verbally bash 
her ex, and that does speak poorly of her, you should never bash your ex. Why is that? Because when you bash your ex, you speak poorly of yourself that you would deal with such a low person. Further, when you bash your ex, you're letting out negativity. As a saint, there should be only positivity within you. And remember, people are attracted to positivity. Huh? So you don't want to share negativity. That's not what you want to put out in the world. You see a beautiful world, an optimistic, a hopeful world. And that is what you share. So that in your absence, when she repeats your words, your words are of goodness. Huh? Now, shout out to Sal MD. He writes, damn, Clint, I thought I knew it all until I ran into your channel. The knowledge you dropped, my God. Thanks, brother. I truly appreciate that. That's one of the saints that had a consultation some time ago. Shout out to Steam Rowland. He writes, the super chats are back. Yes, indeed, they are. Now, here's a number two thing never to do. Make sure that when you're talking about your ex, you are clear and cavalier, cavalier meaning nonchalant, about why she was great. Meaning you're not saying it with such emotional intensity that your new girl thinks you want to go back to your old girl, but you're saying it because you're a positive guy and you speak well of people. Generally, that's your personality. You're cavalier, meaning you're not showing emotional attachment to this old female. But you always want to end with and re-emphasize that though this girl had these great traits, which is why you were with her, because she was worthy of being with a boss. Though she had these great traits, she still was not good enough. She was still unworthy. Huh? And that's an important piece to add. Why? Well, if she was worthy, you'd still be with her. If she was worthy, you would have held on to her and been able to retain her. So clearly, you must end the narrative with, she was unworthy. Now, what you need to understand is that when you're detailing your ex, this is a strategic story. And remember, human beings are influenced by stories. You might have someone who is a devout Muslim or a devout Christian. How did they become devout? By stories. That is the story of Jesus died on a cross for all of our sins. Or the story of the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, the best of creation. Stories. If you had never heard the story of Jesus, you couldn't be a Christian. If you never heard the story of the prophet Muhammad, you could not follow the deen of Islam. So stories are critical. And the earlier the story is embedded, the more influence it takes over the mind. You must be a great teller of stories, and it's always best when the stories are real. That's why the big homie got the star power. Yeah, because my stories are real. Now, understand this. The story you tell about your ex-girlfriend, you are strategically telling the stories about the good things she did to meet your standards so that you can influence the mind of the new woman in understanding what she should do to meet your standards. So that you don't have to explicitly tell her. You get to imply this is how you behave to be in my world. If you want to live in Marquette, Adelphia. If you want to thrive in Marquette, California. If you want to visit the United States of Marquetica and possibly become a subject in that land. This is how you behave. Which is to say, my ex-lovely woman. And I'm really thankful that I had the honor of being with her because she used to cook me up meals every four hours. Whether... You know, maybe she didn't cook every four hours, but she might cook once and then make sure something was heated up or ordered for me. And she'd bring the food to me. So she's a lovely woman. 
you know, but at the end of the day, she had a very middle-class plebeian mentality, and I really wanted to get up to the next level of income and to the tens of million dollar level, and she just was something was holding her back, causing her to self-sabotage, but she was a great girl, and you know, I was really impressed with her because even though she was gorgeous, when a guy would come talk to her, she'd go Helen Keller, wouldn't say anything, wouldn't look at him, and if I was there, she'd just walk behind me, you know, just like she's trying to hide behind a shield, you did. So she had great characteristics, but she just wasn't, wasn't quite what I needed. You dig? Then the woman gets to listen to a story like that, and she says, oh, wow, okay, he expects that I provide four meals a day. Got it, check. He expects that if a man were to approach, I don't have any words. Oh, got it, check, I understand. He thinks these are good things. That's what I'm going to do if I want that man. You've established it without making a demand. You've established it without being a tyrant. It's called finesse. Not the finesse that these young boys are talking about, which is deceit and dishonesty and cheating. I'm talking about finesse to do it smooth like velvet, you did. Yeah, lessons from a P. Yeah. Oh, man, the game is crazy. I just hope y'all y'all favorite uh, dating coach ain't uh, taking too many notes either. You did probably see my video reposted with somebody else saying it. They might as well just leave my audio and just lip sync it. You heard me? Uh, Hascom writes, Peace, Marquette. How can we trigger the material, excuse me, the maternal instinct inside a woman? How can we appeal to a woman's maternal instinct? Haas, that's a very good question because when we're talking about instinct, we're talking about nature. And there is a maternal nature within pretty much all females, but we must understand that there are levels to everything, right? Just like there are levels of masculinity within a given male, levels of testosterone, same thing with a female and her maternal instinct. Ideally, you don't want to seek to trigger the maternal instinct. Rather, you want to find a woman who already has that maternal instinct on the surface so that you don't have to pull it to the surface. The easiest thing to do is to plant your seed in fertile ground. You plant your seed, give it a little water, and then it it springs forward. The worst thing to do is to plant your seed in concrete, hoping your best that it would grow out of concrete. It's possible, but improbable, which is to say, always go for the best situation. There are billions with a B of women on the planet Earth. Surely you can find one that is already configured how you like it. You understand what I'm saying, saints? For example, if you find a girl who was raised by a good father, then that father sets certain standards and a certain example, and you can pick up where he left off. You don't want to have to get a chick who's like a Build-A-Bear or a Mr. Potato Head where you have to put in all of the pieces individually. That's the worst thing. It's a lot of work. You don't want to have to go through a whole training with every chick you deal with. Nate writes, I like the shirt. Peace be upon you. Truly appreciate that. Walaikum assalam. Kent writes, peace to the saints. Keep dropping the real. I'm listening while working. This is motivation for the hustlers. I appreciate that because to me, there's nothing like a hustler. That is the greatest existence. A hustler is he who makes something out of nothing. And among the hustlers, we know a P is the greatest hustler for they don't even have to have a physical product. They can turn a human being into a product that doesn't have to be sold. It can be rented out. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. But I don't recommend it because it ain't easy, as they say. Carrying on. I also want you to remember that 
when you give these strategic narratives about your ex so that you can set the standard and expectation with your new girlfriend and you speak about the merits of your ex in a dispassionate way, remember to also speak about the things that she did not do, right? The things that she chose not to do, which were beneficial to you and the relationship. So for example, you might say something to the effect of the following. My ex was a lovely woman. You know, she didn't snoop around unnecessarily or fabricate issues, meaning create unnecessary problems because of social media. You know, we didn't follow each other on social media, and she was fine with that. You know, she was a very simple woman, and I appreciate that kind of woman. Allows you to speak highly of your ex because you're a positive guy, and give an example of what not to do. Letting your new girl say, hey, let her know, hey, I don't play that. So don't try that on me, shorty. Let me show you guys this crude illustration so that I may teach you something critical. Now, you might wonder, well, why is it that this girl I'm dealing with is, I've already Dr. Filled her, I found out about her ex-boyfriend and the way he treated her and the way she treated him, meaning the rewards and the fruits she provided him, whether it was in the way of finances, in the way of intercourse, in the way of obedience, there are two prices a woman will ask of a man based on how she perceives that man. Here at the bottom, you see a parallel existence wherein the female is on one side of the seesaw, the male is on the other side of the seesaw, and they are indeed balanced. When they are balanced, the price is an equal exchange, which is to say the guy is not really paying anything above what he should expect to. It's an even fair exchange. When the woman is on the seesaw, but she's at the higher level because you have put her there, because you have wrongly elevated her onto a pedestal, you have made that mistake, or you have allowed her to elevate herself, well, she's still looking straight ahead, and that's where her price is. Same way she was looking in this case. But being that she's looking straight ahead and you're way down here, it's this gap. That's the expense you have to pay. You have to pay a lot more money because you're way down here. And the reason she's charging you more for that Toyota is because she looks at you as a sucker. You've come onto the car lot. The woman is the car salesman and the car. Surely a used car salesperson is going to charge more money to someone who's dumb enough to pay more money. Doesn't matter what the car's worth. It matters what they can get from the, for the car. huh? And they're going to get as much as they can get. And if you're not a wise man, well, they're going to expose you for being a fool. And as soon as they know you're a fool, they will treat you accordingly. Understand, there are so few people on the earth who are saintly, huh? And the rest are engaged in vicious conflict and struggle, which is to say, someone must dominate, someone must be dominated. If it's a romantic relationship, as the man, you should dominate. Yeah, and if you don't dominate, she will. You should lead. If you don't lead, she will. And guess where she'll lead you? To destruction, huh? So don't follow that. Now, what I'm saying here is, if you allow yourself to be put on this lower level, you will be suffering in your relationship, paying a great expense. So you should ask yourself, oh, how do I make sure that she views me in high esteem so that I can get the most out of her and the most out of our involvement? 
The way you do that, first and foremost, is to establish your standards and let her know nothing less will do. And there is a great uh, story that I have because my life is real. My word is real. I was just recently out with two of the saints. You dig? We were going down the Las Vegas Strip. We've been spitting game all night. You dig? Just for the sport of it. And we were walking by and I see this blonde chick whom I knew from the past. I'm not going to say her name. Good looking girl. She was walking solo. Seemed a little bit slizzard. She was leaving the Bellagio. And I said, hey, so and so. And then she turned and it was like she saw a ghost. Came over and gave me a hug. Very lovely young lady. I exchanged a few words with her and then I carried on. The irony is I just happened to be telling a story about her 20 minutes earlier. She lives in Southern California, in Hollywood to be exact. Very wealthy young lady. And I said, hey guys, you remember that girl I told you used to cash me out $20,000? That was her. Yeah. Real life stuff out here. You did it. Yeah, I've been playing at a high level. But you might say, what one of the saints said, which is my question, why did she give you $20,000 when you asked for it? I said, because I told her nothing less would do. That's what I wanted, and that's what I asked for. And a woman who is following your program and views you in high esteem will give you everything she has to offer, whether it's her physical, her financial, her mental, her service. She will be dedicated to you in the way that women are meant to be dedicated to the man they have chosen. Huh? Till death do us part. Just imagine the vow that women make and men make till death do us part, which is to say only death can separate us. But most people don't have a bond that strong now, do they? I really make it real. Huh? Because when I set my standards, my standards are real and I'm serious about them because I'm a serious man. She will identify you as a serious man by the way you live on a daily basis. If you go out and party at 3 a.m. and that's what you do, fine. But if you turn around and wake up at 6 a.m. the way you do every single day because that's your standard, she will know that you're a serious man. Who you are comes out in your regular behaviors. So trust me, she won't try to play with you or get anything over on you because she knows you are sharp. And let me let you know something, saints. A woman wants a man who is her superior. A woman does not want a man she can outrun. A woman does not want a man she can outthink. A woman does not want a man she can outearn. A woman does not want a man she can outperform. And I find it funny, just a side note, sometimes I see guys in the gym with their girlfriend working out. Or I see them on the track with their girlfriend working out. Not really my taste, but if you must do it, you better outrun her on that track, you heard me? You better outwork her in that gym, you heard me? Why? Because she's always looking to see who you really are, and you must reprove it every time. Check this out. There's a woman I've known for many years. We were recently at a, at a hotel. This is actually before our last conference, our first conference. We were in the hotel that had very high ceilings. I don't know, like 14-foot ceilings. Someone was remarking about the height of the ceilings. I said, yeah, they're high. It's about 14 feet, not that high. I bet I could probably jump up and touch that. She says, no, I don't think you could. I turn and look at her like, of all the people here, you should know that, of course, I can do that because you see me do a lot of things. I'm the big homie. So I looked at her like, you playing now, mind you, I'm wearing velvet slippers. You did. Super player. Velvet slippers. You heard me? Cricket sweater. You heard me? And uh, she says, no, no, I don't think you could. I said, okay, hold on one second. I put down my briefcase. I look at the homie. I look back at her like she's a goddamn fool. And I jump up and I touch it. And she says, no, you didn't touch it. I'm like, what? 
She says, you, you almost touched it, but you didn't touch it. So then I say, okay, open your goddamn eyes and back up over there so you can really see. Then I jump up so high that I hit the ceiling with a flat palm. You did. Now she's like, oh, yeah, you touched it. That's the most, yeah, I know I did. God damn it, I touched it the first time. Then I grabbed my briefcase and carried on. Which is to say, even the women who know you and know your merit still will test you and still will ask you to reprove it. Like you said, you the big homie, show me. Yeah, and it, they love it when you show them. You heard me? And you got to keep showing them. Because here's the unfortunate thing about human nature. Human nature is not about what have you done in the past. Human nature is about what you do today. It's not about you were rich in the past. It's about how much money you got today. The present. huh? So saints, I want you to always remember that your woman is always watching, waiting for you to show who you really are. And that's why the three sentence Bible, sentence number one, be yourself. But remember that creed. Show the greatest part of who you are all day, every day. Now, let me acknowledge some of these super chats you did. Shout out to Sal and D. He writes, educational and comedy at the same time. I'm still laughing. Build a bear. Oh, true indeed, man. These chicks got to be assembled out here. Wade writes, peace to the saints. Giving a fraction of the value you've given me. Love the black box. Keep dropping this knowledge, big homie. Oh, I appreciate that. And the black box is... You know, a work I'm very proud of. If you've not had the opportunity to read the black box, you can click the link in the description, products, excuse me, assassin.com slash products, and you can get a low-cost uh, ebook copy. Salem D comes right back. He writes, Quite the difficulty becomes when the woman is deceptive and quite good at hiding the true value of that Toyota. Oh, yes, of course they will try to hide the value. That's why we're here chopping up game. That's why I'm spreading ism, because the woman, of course, is going to hide, and what's worse is that most people, male and female, are dishonest. But the woman especially is dishonest and a deceiver unless she's been trained out of that, which is rare. So the way you find out who someone is is through their works. huh? So if a woman claims to you that she has maternal instinct, for example, or she claims that she's feminine, oh, you got to test it out, which is to say, well, where those four, those three or four meals at per day? When you're around my home, do I see you tidying up? Do I see you coming to me and saying, hey, can I refill your water? Does your behavior change over time? Put her to the test and then you find out who she really is. They're going to try to hide it. But at the end of the day, a smart person can pretend to be stupid, but a stupid person cannot pretend to be smart, right? So surely you should be able to uncover those goofy liars. You did. Shout out to Robert Jones. He writes, Judge. The creed of the assassin. I am going to be who I truly am because I am remarkable. I am going to be who I truly am because I am remarkable. And I'm going to strive every moment to show the greatest part of who I am. And I'm going to strive 